As a matter of fact, he has the nerve to call anybody a domestic terrorist. He's the domestic terrorist. He's the one who's been impeached uh, for obstructing justice uh, in this country. He's the one who has friends who are in jail. You know, he uh, uh, Roger Stone's in jail. Michael Flynn's in jail. Roger Cohen, uh, Michael Cohen is in jail. He, he's he's worried about people in Seattle. By the way, if he wants to do something about Seattle, somebody better show him where it is on the map. I doubt that he even knows where it is. Get back in your bunker. Get back right. in the bunker. Right. And Joy, I need you to clear up one thing. You were not calling the president a domestic terrorist. You were just saying that his his take on this is is a little crazier than you thought. Is that right? Um. I've always wanted to do a podcast with different women who have different points of view. Or just like a show where I force people to talk about the view with me. Is the world class? Yes. I'll call it Deja the View. I, I never thought about it, Whoopi. Hello, Marie. Hi, Kevin. Hello, my friend. My good friend, Kevin. How are you? I'm good. I'm Heidi and Closet. <laughs> <clears throat> Today, I had a lot of noise to compete with, so I've set myself up inside my closet. <laughs> and I really like it, actually. It's really cozy, and I just feel like I'm in a safe bubble. Yeah, it sounds like uh, like what I would imagine a recording studio to be like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having Surprise. never set foot inside a recording studio myself, <laughs> Surprise. that's what I imagine it. Are you recording out on the motorcycle track today? <laughs> Thank you for asking. I am down <laughs> at the track today. Um, it's a really nice day outside so the people of Toronto are taking advantage of that and riding their motorcycles up and down the street outside my apartment so you will hear what sounds like I am on set of Fast and the Furious um and so fast I wish and I, and I wish I was yeah. <laughs> I only wish that I was um <laughs> Yeah. Can you name, as a challenge to you, how many Fast and the Furiouses can you name? All of them. Name them. Okay. Fast and the Fu Fast, yeah, okay, well, no, wait, okay, let me restart, okay. The Fast and the Furious is the first one. Too Fast, Too Furious is the second one. Um, I think the third, oh, the third is Tokyo Drift, but it's kind of out of chronological order, but that's the third movie that came out. The fourth is... I think the fourth is called Fast and Furious. So they dropped the the. The. The, <laughs> okay. the fifth one is Fast Five. The sixth one, I want to say it's Fast and Furious Six. Like, I think they went back to something really classic, like Fast and Furious Six. Seven is Furious Seven. Um, eight is The Fate of the Furious. <laughs> And that's what you missed on Glee. Is there a nine? Nine was supposed to come out, I think, in April. And then because of the pandemic, it got pushed back an entire year. So it's coming out next April. What would that be called? I don't know what the... I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I can't remember what it's called. 
two nines. Michelle Rodriguez (laughs) presents. Yeah, (laughs) two nines, the nine. Fast 10, your seatbelt. Honestly, Fast and Furious, 11 legendary. If they don't bring it up to 10 just to be able to say fasten your seatbelts, I'll feel like the whole franchise, there was no point in it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'll send you your prize money. Thank you. Because we're still socially distanced. Although, in Ontario, we are allowed to be in groups of 10 if you want to get crazy. If you want to get coronavirus. Um, Yeah, I still haven't done that because, number one, I don't trust people. Um, Number two, I've just been working so much that the opportunity to be in a group of 10 hasn't come up for me. Yeah. It's scary, but those are the rules. Yeah. I mean, that's a lie. I attended a protest um, two weekends ago. The, the first one that we had here in Toronto, uh, where I was in a group of much larger than 10 But I think it felt different than just going out and going to the store and going to the restaurant, et cetera, because everybody was so cautious and everyone had like literally more than one mask on. And so I think it doesn't count as like the way that I'm thinking of it now in my head. Yeah. I wonder if masks are like condoms where the more you wear, the more safe you are. (laughs) Right? Yeah, that's how it works. Um, A lot has changed in the world since our last episode, actually. Um, (laughs) And it was a really, like, interesting time for all of the Black Lives Matter protests occurring um, all over the world, really. Um, It was an interesting time because The View just coincidentally had a hiatus last week. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's for a show that, like, responds to um, what's going on in the world in real time. It was just (laughs) really straight, like, just really bad timing for them to do Yeah, and, like, I feel like Monday's show, they had to do a lot of, like, catch-up because of that. Yeah, and I saw so many, like, people responding being like, wow, like, real silent the view oh my God. <laughs> so, like they did it on purpose yeah like um, they had planned for this just awkward timing yeah but i almost feel like it's for the best because the it, when something huge like that happens that can be interpreted in so many different ways sometimes it takes a minute to like um to step like, back and like, and, like get the facts straight yes i agree like i think that um everything that everybody had to say this past week when they came back to me felt more deliberate more uh thought had gone into it more research more learning had gone into it whereas before when you're like you you were saying when you're like very reactionary to things sometimes you say things and it doesn't come out the way you want it to come out or you don't have all the facts so i do think that it served 
them well in that sense, where they were able to step back, take Mm -hmm. in a lot more information than they would be if they were working every day, and come back with, like, more informed opinions. Yeah, and you can kind of see that play out on their social media. And it's like, it's it really was probably for the best for the sake of the show <clears throat> to just yeah. uh, to be off that week. And they, the co-hosts, used their voices on social media. And you could watch a evolution of opinions by the time they made it on the air. Yeah. Well, if anyone somehow still doesn't know where to start looking for how they can help mm-hmm. we have posted a link on our social media that is like a good starting point in terms of like locating position uh, petitions and places to donate mm-hmm. and other mental health resources and such like that um it's i'm sure most of our listeners have probably seen it already yeah um but it's there if you need it. And I think I'll also post um, a link to some LGBT-specific places that you can donate. Yeah. And I would say, like, if you're not sure you're in a part of the world that the, the links aren't really specific to what you're looking for, just seek out your local LGBTQ Um, community centers or black legal action centers seek them out in your own communities and find out what they need I think that's like a really helpful way of giving back um, because there are a lot of like huge national um, and like GoFundMes that are getting more attention right now so it does help to like look for that in your own community and see how you can give back directly where you live Mm mm-hmm um, I want to go through some view updates since we've been away. Mm-hmm. I'm, sh- I'm sure the Google alerts <laughs> have been flooding your inbox. Yeah. I My Google alerts have gotten so out of control because I don't like... Re- I guess like when I was... When I had a job um, and I had a... I was like working at a desk, I'd like check my email every morning and I would go through the Google alerts then and like flag something that I might want to read later but now because I just don't check my email I (laughs) I don't open any of my Google alerts and I have one I think for every co-host now and so if we don't do a podcast for like three weeks then I don't check it for three weeks and (laughs) I end up with I had at least I think I had almost 400 emails this morning that I went through to be like, have I missed anything? (laughs) The short answer, yes. (laughs) (laughs) But one of the things that happened is The View is nominated again for a daytime Emmy. I Um, Honestly, I didn't even know that that was still happening this year. (laughs) Yeah, that daytime Emmys, I believe, are this month still. And the the talk still um, announces the nominees. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason that I'm bringing this up is because it's kind of different this year because rather than being nominated for best entertainment talk show and host, um, mm-hmm. they're nominated for best informative talk show this year, which means, oh. yeah. Which means that they are no longer up against the talk. Their biggest competition now is Red Table Talk. 
Oh my god. I wonder if that was a strategic thing. I don't know how the daytime Emmy like nominations work, but I know with like the Globes and the Oscars, the the company decides what category they want to submit things for. So like I wonder if it was an intentional thing that they submitted in that category versus the other one so that they wouldn't be up against other shows like yeah. the talk. I think it has to be strategic. I'm just I'm constantly confused about <laughs> like there was a certain point and I think it is maybe Barbara's last season where the next season where ABC News took over. I could have the timing wrong, but it's like around there where they stopped being, they started being technically part of ABC News. Yeah. And I don't, I, I, I wish I need someone to like break down like what that even means. I know it means that like they have to fact check like a lot more, but you'd think that like that's the point when they would have submitted for best mm-hmm. informative talk show. But no, it just happened this year. So it has to be strategic to try and take home the win finally (laughs) i have been saying for a while that they will not win an emmy and i'm cursing them by saying they will not win an emmy until they maintain all of the same hosts for a full season and that has not happened so if the curse that i placed on them is true then they will not win and i think red talk red table talk (laughs) could take it because that actually is a show that I think could deserve an Emmy. I don't really watch it, but the concept is a kind of touching. Like, I think that's a nice show. And it gets like, it's like, I don't watch, I don't sit down and turn on Facebook watch and put on red table talk, but the amount of times that segments from red table talk are brought up in other shows or like they make headlines is a lot and that's what makes me scared <laughs> they might still not win this emmy yeah um also of note is that wendy wasn't nominated and neither was the real mm-hmm. which is interesting because the real won the emmy like a couple years ago yeah like i know the daytime emmys are just kind of silly to begin with but You'd think that if the real won the Emmy a couple of years ago, you'd think it's only improved. Like, well, yeah, but like, I think that like every award show system, it's like rigged in certain people's favors. Yeah, and it is. It probably you know just has to do with favoritism, and you know, they were like, until you get Amanda Seals back. Yeah. I will not give you an Emmy. <laughs> I'm getting a little cramped in my closet. <laughs> I gotta stretch out. Okay. Can you tell me what what is... So if The Real and Wendy aren't nominated with The Talk, what is nominated with The, the Talk? So a d- different category... Or, yeah, so di- um, it's like... I think it's like, you know, Ellen... I don't actually know, but it's probably like Kelly Clarkson, Ellen. Oh, yeah. Kelly, I forgot. I cannot believe that the talk got nominated and Wendy and The Real didn't. Well, they have to nominate the talk no matter what because it's a CBS show. I know, but that's... uh, Okay, anyway. 
<laughs> I know. <laughs> so yesterday, this story came out that's written by Yashar. Is that how you say his name? I think so. But it's one of those things that I've only ever read and not heard. So yeah, like. And- like when I didn't realize that Segway and and <laughs> Segu <laughs> were the same word, but that's my own problem. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know that a lot of people don't like him on Twitter, but he uh, reported on an mm-hmm. ABC News. Uh, exec um, named Barbara Fedida, who's the head of talent at ABC News. Mm-hmm. So I guess her job is the hiring, firing, you know, yeah. in charge of talent. And that includes The View. And he wrote a, a story kind of exposing a lot of inappropriate behavior and comments and racist comments that she has said over the years mm-hmm. um, and that includes some that were directed at Sonny Hostin yeah and like if you're like why do we care about this person what does she have to do with the view like when Abby was leaving Barbara was in the audience that day and when Abby, Abby was like thanking her. everyone yeah she thanked Barbara because Obviously, she had something to do with uh, Abby being hired. Yeah, and also I think when Abby was leaving The View and we were reading like every like gossip story about it, when Abby made her complaints about the toxicity, I think Barbara was mentioned in the articles as the person that Abby had complained to or one of the people right. that she had complained to about the toxic environment. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't say this part in the article, but he tweeted along with the article, mm-hmm. Fedida, or it could be Fedida. We don't yeah. know how to say it, and we're not going to learn. Um, Fedada had a history of making insensitive, inappropriate, and at times racist remarks. It says she referred to Sunny Hostin as low rent. Mm-hmm. And then in the article, it doesn't actually like really hi- expand on that, but apparently he did exclusive interviews with anonymous interviews with insiders at ABC News. And there's a long pattern of insensitive statements by this woman. Yeah. And I think like a lot of it is on record from over the years because he says he mentions that there were a number of HR complaints against her. So I'm assuming that a lot of what he's reporting is based on those claims. So it would have been things that were like recorded when they happened at the time. Um, There were some, there were a lot of uh, comments similar to that, which is insane to think that someone could uh, be so high up, have a career for so long and be making those types of comments. But maybe that's like naive of me to be like, I don't know, shocked by that. Um, I that just like seems can't... to be the norm. Yeah, I get that. That's kind of what I'm learning. It's crazy to think of someone saying that about Sunny. 
Yeah, and also one of the people mentioned is Robin Roberts. She oh, yeah. made like a very offensive racist comment about her. Mm-hmm. Um and so she has been placed on administrative leave, I think is the wording they used. Yeah. Yeah, here's a statement. They said they are deeply disturbing allegations in the story that they need to investigate and they have placed Barbara on administrative leave while they conduct a thorough and complete investigation. Um and then it's inter I don't know if we will be hearing about this on the view. Probably not. Yeah. But GMA today uh talked about it. They basically just re- you know, like reported it matter of factly and then yeah. said that they um support Robin Roberts. And I also loved seeing my favorite actress from my favorite movie, Gabrielle Union coming out after reading this in support of Sunny Hostin saying calling a black woman who talks often about being raised in public housing who went on to be a federal prosecutor and then a beloved panelist on the view low rent is racist and elitist the fact that none of these claims are new lets you know how much they value diversity and inclusion mhm i tea. yeah that's that's tea the, i want the part of where she calls Sunny a beloved panelist on The View. I just, like, want that tattooed onto my body. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, to call Sunny Hostin low rent, that, I mean, there's no way that you can say that's not racist. Yeah, because... Sunny is the most accomplished in terms of, like, being a I mean, Whoopi is obviously the most accomplished in terms of arts, but Sunny is extremely educated. Like, it's crazy. She's like the most sophisticated woman I can think of in my mind. Yeah. So to to do anything that would disrespect her is just deranged to me. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm, you can, (laughs) that's on record. And so another thing that happened in relation to this that I almost forgot is uh, Michelle Collins tweeted uh, when the article was written in Variety as well. And she tweeted, I wonder if a certain ABC News executive found out about her firing in Variety just like I did. (laughs) (laughs) Which is very funny. But then Jedediah Bila replied, tweet of the year. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, so clearly this is a woman that they all hate. Like, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or they, like, at least feel wronged by. Yeah. As they should if they're finding out about it from Variety. So in our last episode, we talked about how the Ladies Who Punch book might be getting optioned to become a TV show. And we asked people to tell us who they think should play the view co-host have you put any more thought into this have i personally no the caller on the line (laughs) (laughs) i i mean now that gabriella union has inserted herself into the conversation i'd like to bring her name up Um, as as kevin as you already mentioned she is your favorite actress from your favorite movie you know who she could play though with 
with uh, like prosthetics and like oh, God. hair and makeup, she could be Star Jones. Like she definitely could channel Star Jones energy. She's a fantastic actress and she doesn't look like her, but she could I'm sure she could would have no problem channeling anyone's energy that includes Candace Cameron Bure because she has the range as an actress. I just don't know who I would want to I see. Think she I really could be Star Jones. <laughs> The voice is not that different. They just don't look alike. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I... I can picture Gabrielle Union saying, with much prayer and counsel. Oh, yeah, of course. But it's almost like I just want her to be her. <laughs> yeah. She, I want them too. to rewrite history and pretend like Gabrielle Union was always a View co-host. <laughs> yeah. Um... I wanted to ask you, because in listening back to the last episode, you said that Melissa McCarthy should play Barbara. Yes, I did say that. And I would like to ask, what are you on? <laughs> because if, you'll, if you want <laughs> to split hairs about it. It's because I said that I think someone who's a really, really strong character actress would be able to play Barbara and not just make it a bad impression. And I think that Melissa McCarthy is a really good character actress and it would take it beyond just like a bad SNL impression. There's a key piece of information missing from this narrative, though, which is that there is no way her cousin, Jenny McCarthy, is going to have her cousin, Barbara Walters. Oh, my God. I complete. I was not thinking of that. You've completely <laughs> sprung this on me. I So some people sent us their suggestions. Corey says, for the casting, Sarah Paulson as Barbara Walters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can yeah. But, like, if we're going to do Sarah Paulson, why not just ask the other person in the house and get Holland Taylor to do it? <laughs> yeah, and Sarah Paulson could do an Elizabeth as well, I think. Oh, yeah. Or like, even, like, like a Jenny. There is a certain sexual tension between Barbara and Elizabeth anyway. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy says Bette Midler for Joy. Hey, that's really good. Yeah. And it's also like, um, Bette Midler's Twitter reminds me of like Joy's energy on the show, like about being so like anti-Trump and stuff. It's like very, it would come very easy to her. Yeah. And I think they've talked about it before, like as a joke that they look alike. (laughs) Um, Brendan says Felicity Huffman for Barbara. Wow. <laughs> not. I think Felicity this... has enough going on. <laughs> not right now. <laughs> um, and someone else, I think there was an article that some random entertainment magazine suggested uh, Viola Davis for Whoopi, Bette Midler for Joy, Holland Taylor for Barbara, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yvette Nicole Brown for Sherry. Which is a little on the nose. Yeah. During that they um, always say that they look alike. And nine <laughs> watts for Elizabeth. Um, okay. John J. 
Mudget says Jessica Lange as Barbara Walters, Bette Midler as Joy, Octavia Spencer as Sherry Shepard. Well, of course. Yeah. Candace Cameron Bure as Elizabeth Hasselbeck. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, they they should do that. I actually do think that Octavia Spencer would be good as Sherry. Yeah, well, Sherry plays her all the time on the airlines. Um, <laughs> and Jennifer Lopez as Sunny, yes. And Whoopi as herself, correct. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> to me, that's the most challenging one. It's like I can kind of think of everybody else, but Whoopi, it's like how how do you cast that? I do think Viola could do a great job, though, but she would never. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Uzo Aduba. Yeah. yeah. As Whoopi? Yeah. Yeah, actually, now that we've, after we just finished saying that no one could play her, <laughs> now that I think about it, because the thing I was thinking about Viola is, like, I, I don't know. Like, like you said, I don't know if she would. Something about the energy, I feel like, doesn't match. But with Uzo, I feel like um, she has the, like, theater stage presence that Whoopi demands. Like, as if I know anything about acting, by the way. <laughs> Being like, I don't know. <laughs> if this does happen, what a glorious disaster it will be. <laughs> it's also like the people that we're thinking of are the best actors in the world out there right now. Like, yeah. come on. Like, we're like Viola Davis, Utsu Duba, like, Holland Taylor. Like, come on. Yeah. Oh, realistically, do Hayden we think Penetier. that? <laughs> See, well, exactly. Realistically, do we think it's going to be the Viola Davises of the world, or do we think it's going to be the Hayden Penetiers of the world being cast in this? It's more likely it'll be the Hayden Penetiers. Yeah, and she would make a great Megan. I said that before. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the tweet, which was. On Tuesday, Megan tweeted, I guess this was two Tuesdays ago, Megan tweeted, my neighborhood in Manhattan is eviscerated and looks like a war zone amid the uh, protests and looting in New York Mm -hmm. City, saying de Blasio and Cuomo are an utter disgrace. The only problem was a writer named Kristen Bartlett, who I think is with Full Frontal, replied, Megan, we live in the same building. I just walked outside. It's fine. You were at my building, Denise. <laughs> Literally the same energy as you. You you live in my building, Denise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like... So, this is what I was talking about, where, like, you can see Megan's social media at the beginning of last week was... N- telling us that she was not ready to go on TV. Yeah. It's like everyone and I'm sure it has a lot to do with the fact that this was what a lot of the news was focusing on. Everyone was um, faux outraged about the looting and they were so focused on the looting and the apparent like destruction of everything which is what Megan's tweet was about. Like you just said, I'm glad that 
weren't talking about it because they all were like so concerned about the looting at first. Yeah. And now they've had some time to have perspective. Yeah. Well, she got absolutely roasted on Twitter by any and everyone. (laughs) And I can't even defend her like that. Like it's how many times did we see people saying over and over and over again, if you're more upset about the fire and the Mm -hmm. rioting and looting and whatever than you are about the black people being killed by police brutality, then you're part of the problem. So she took the time to open her mouth to complain about something that she wasn't even impacted by. Yeah. And she got lit up, rightfully so. In page six, in reporting on this, they claim to have a source that said that she wasn't even in the city at this time. So, But, anyways. like, I thought, okay, the thing that surprised me about seeing all of this go down was that I thought that we all knew that she was not in New York. And by we, I mean, like, people who've been watching The View. Because I could swear that she had already said that she was outside of New York, either in Arizona or somewhere else. Do I, I want to say like Virginia or something, <laughs> wherever her other like houses. Um, That's what it claimed. Yeah. Um, I could, I could swear that she had already said that maybe like no, early no, it's on. Because, it's because she, after this, article came out or after she was getting blown up on twitter she said she tweeted um i am six months pregnant a gossip organization is about to run a story of where me and my family are currently so she's that that's where that came like that's her admitting that she wasn't there and she said i sent a tweet yesterday based on the news i saw happening in midtown um, we have all been watching over different Mm -hmm. social media platforms i support the peaceful protests their movement their movement, but I'm absolutely heartbroken about the destruction in the city. I have loved since I moved to when I was 18. It's important to have your voice heard, and I hope everyone stays safe and healthy. So it's like, this is just, you should have just ate and sat your food. Yeah, the way that that tweet is phrased makes it sound like she literally stepped outside her doorstep and saw all of this horrible stuff. Yeah, but to me it's irrelevant. Like, even if she was just responding to what she saw on social media, it's still like... You're just contributing to the stop. It's like that. How many times did we see on Twitter, like people being like, stop telling people how to protest? Yeah, um, there's there's other shit going on. And also, as as another point that's been made is like, what do you think is going to happen when you give people twelve hundred dollars to survive for four months? Yeah. Um, but she wasn't the only one speaking out about the looting and destruction. Like Whoopi went on Instagram, too, um, yeah. to make her thoughts known about that but that's like more complicated I feel like I'm not gonna like tell Whoopi how to feel for me it's like Megan it's not your time to speak up and insert yourself here Whoopi I'm not gonna tell you what to do you know yeah um but let's talk about some other highlights for the week from the week They came back on Monday after this hiatus to finally address everything. I thought we would, like, come back on Monday and they would, like, have someone who had experienced police violence at the protest or, like, someone from Black Lives Matter. Yeah, like, more of, like, an activist voice or representation. I don't know. 
the other thing that I think is kind of weird is like, what happened to Pride Month? Like, <laughs> the, the like extreme... on the view? Yes, because <laughs> one year ago, remember the extreme lengths that they went to to mm-hmm. celebrate Pride? And like, now, nothing, no mention of it when like, there's such an opportunity there for them yeah. to like, highlight Black queer people and especially like black trans people it's just like yeah I think that like what a lot of people in media are are grappling with or are coming to terms with their lack of understanding of is the intersectionality between black lives matter and also like um lgbtq people I think that it's it's like right now they think that they have to pick one or the other in terms of what they're covering, not really understanding the importance of that yes, overlap, like, of that like, intersectionality. I keep referencing tweets that I like genuinely believe in, but I feel like lame repeating them. But like uh, so many times we've seen people being like, this is what pride actually is about. And it's I, just funny to see, like, last year, them being so, like, doing yeah. hour-long talks with Monet Exchange or I, Paula Bear sits that, down with Kim Petras. Yeah. And then I just this think year, it's shows, not even an acknowledgement. It shows you how much of um, Pride did become a corporate thing, has become a corporate thing. And it shows you how, like little understanding there is at that corporate level of what pride actually is about they don't understand how you can cover both things right now yeah whereas to a lot of people within both communities it's a very obvious thing we were talking today about how amazing peppermint would be on the view i'm just gonna direct everyone's attention to peppermint and I would love to see Peppermint on The View. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see Peppermint as a co-host on The View, but to start, even just having her as a guest right now, yeah, I think would be great, and it would be a great opportunity to talk about everything that we just ranted about. With everything that Trump just announced um, last week about taking away protection for lgbtq um and seems most targeted at trans people in the sense that now um healthcare workers can refuse to treat people based on their gender identity or their sexual orientation i feel like since that is most likely going to be a hot topic next week they probably will um address that and I feel like a great person to talk would be Peppermint and I would love to see Peppermint on the view for Pride. Yeah I think it's a it's um it's a point of view that they they just can't cover themselves I think Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it would be great to have someone like Peppermint who's been vocal about it. Well I want to talk a little bit more about Kamala's appearance on The View. Um, So she was the first guest they had on the Monday back. And Megan took some heat. She was asking Kamala if she supports 
defunding and removing police. And she referenced that Nancy Pelosi had refused to answer. And Kamala ended up giving this, like, long, drawn-out answer explaining the ideas behind defunding or shifting around resources Mm -hmm. so that people can be safer in their communities. Um, But she doesn't say in, like, plain and simple language that she supports defunding the police. Megan, I think that a big part of this conversation really is about reimagining how we do public safety in America, which I support, which is this. We have confused the the idea that to achieve safety, you put more cops on the street instead of understanding to achieve safe and healthy communities. You put more resources into the public education system of those communities, into affordable housing, into home ownership, into access to capital for small businesses, access to health care regardless of, of how much money people have. That's how you achieve safe and healthy communities. And so we really do need to understand and reimagine what and how we can actually make and help make communities safe. So it seems like she does support it, but she's not willing to give a answer that you could twist the meaning of, I guess. Yeah. Like she's giving a long drawn out answer so that you can't uh, project whatever you want onto it if she were yeah. to just say, I support defunding the police. And I think it's, like, because of that whole misunderstanding of people not fully understanding what that means. And that's why she's, like, careful not to say that that exact sentence. Yeah. So then Megan kind of takes shit for <laughs> this next part. So she asks Kamala for a concise yes or no answer, referencing the Minnesota mayor. Yeah. Is he a mayor? Yeah. The, the teen mayor. The Minneapolis mayor? Yeah, who he came down to the protest and the crowd was around him and they were like, do you support defunding the police? Yes or no? And if Mm -hmm. you say no, we'll vote you out. And he wouldn't answer. And then he walked away in shame. So Megan references that and is like, so Kamala, like since people want a yes or no, do you support um, defunding the police? And Kamala responds with, well, how are you defining defunding the police? Senator, I hear you loud and clear, and I don't think there's any rational American right now who doesn't think that we need to take a cold, hard look at reforming our police. But there was a video that went viral over the weekend of the mayor of Minneapolis being yelled at, saying, yes or no question, are you for defunding the police? So I'm going to ask the same question the protesters asked him. Are you for defunding the police? How are you defining defund the police? Well, I'm not for anything remotely for that, so I would ask the protesters but, the same but, thing. But I assume it's, re- I assume, and again, this is something that is new to me, I assume it's removing police, and as um, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar said, bringing in a whole new way of, of governing and a law and order into, into a community. And my understanding, again, this is something that has just come into my understanding recently, is that you, you would not have police officers, like this Minneapolis City Councilwoman said, that I would be a place of privilege if someone broke into my home and I wanted to call the police. So, again, we need to reimagine how we are achieving public safety in America. And to have cities where one-third of their entire budget is going to policing, but yet there is a dire need in those same cities for mental health resources, for, ed- for resources going into public schools, resources going into job training and, and, and job creation, 
come on, we have to be honest about this, that there is not, actually not a consensus around this, because if there were, we would actually see smarter distribution of resources in, in, our, in our country. I don't know. I feel like part of when, part of Megan, I think, was kind of playing dumb because she like knows I she knows what it means but she also knows that it's like a really touchy thing because some people are saying it or some people are hearing it and and turning it into a thing of like abolishing some people but some people are saying that and they do want they do mean abolish so like I think that Megan was like unwilling to get give people the benefit of the doubt, and so she was playing dumb and like wanted to. He- I don't know. No, no, no. no. You're. Wanted. I think like what's happening now with the defunding the police is that the people on the right are going to now start to try to confuse the messaging. Yeah. To confuse people rather than like allowing people to explain it. And that's yeah. something that comes up later where Megan says, like, if you have to explain it, you're already losing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And Kamala is aware of that. So she's not giving her a yes or no answer because Kamala is fully aware of what she's up against. Yeah. Um, so Megan's intentions may have been a bit of a gotcha moment. Yeah. <laughs> But I also, like, don't know if, like, I don't know. I just don't know if we got anything out of this. No, I don't think we did. And it's, it's, like, I don't think that asking Kamala Harris about defunding the police is, like, the best use of everyone's time. Because we know how she probably she does support feels. it. But yeah. she's playing, a, she has to play a political game, too. Exactly. So, she's um, still a politician. And I would say more than I've ever seen before this appearance on The View, she was, like, the most bet porter I've ever seen. (laughs) And, like, I think that she was being very careful with what she was saying. Yeah. And so it's, like, she wasn't going to give Megan that gotcha moment. So the Daily Beast had their own gotcha moment in store for Megan um, because then they took this exchange and ran with the headline that said Kamala Harris schools Megan McCain on defunding the police. The reality of what happened really is Sunny schooled everyone on yes. defunding the police. Um, to, to address the and issues Senator, Senator Harris, that need to be addressed. Yes. And Senator, this is this is Sunny, and, and I, I think um, just to, just to add to the conversation, defunding the police doesn't mean abolishing the police. It means taking some of those funds that are typically one third of the budget of a city and and giving some of those funds to services like mental health uh, and education and and mental health resources. But I want to change the subject. But so yeah, the article accuses Megan of trying to do a gotcha question on on Kamala, and of. Megan not being informed about what defunding the police means. So Megan hopped on Twitter and (laughs) defended herself by saying, it's not my job to explain the radical policies of the left most Americans are confused by. If defund actually means reform, why are you saying defund? Ilhan Omar is calling to completely dismantle the police department because it is a cancer rotten to its core. I think we should be having as many conversations as possible about real police reform, and almost every American I know wants this. I'm happy to listen to anyone and talk to anyone who wants a respectful dialogue. I am never unprepared ever on our show. It's my job. 
Yeah, so exactly. She wasn't unprepared. She was just playing Dom. <laughs> it was kind of like that all week. And they also had Stacey Abrams, Abrams on um, to talk about voter suppression in Georgia. And yeah. I'm not going to go into it really, but she also kind of like shut Megan down on yeah. a few on a few faulty arguments. Mm-hmm. They also had a Biden advisor, Simone Sanders, on, um, which I just want to touch on because it was actually kind of funny to see her up against Megan because um, someone directed my attention to a tweet that she had made a year ago um, during the infamous part of your job is to listen to me moment between Joy and Megan. In referencing that, she said about Megan, McCain's claim to fame is her father's legacy, not anything she does slash did. Honestly, it's so unsettling. She gets the privilege to sit at the table every day, in and out, pontificating about things she has heard or the work other people have done, especially in politics. Joy is a saint, by the way. (laughs) So cut (laughs) cut to a year later... Megan is now interviewing her on The View. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw, but there's this moment where Megan goes to ask her a question, and all of a sudden her screen goes black, <laughs> and it's like someone flicked a switch and turned off her camera, and then it turns back on, and Megan is like, oh, my teleprompter my oh teleprompter my just went out, and then she has to like improvise on the spot. <laughs> And we are not going to play his game, and I encourage other folks not to do so either. Hi, Simone. Uh, So President Trump is running on being the law and order president, which has been a long theme of the Republican Party going to Nixon. But you also... Oh, my my prompter went out. And I'm like, did someone, like, set this up? Did someone set Megan up to fail? Oh, my God. So then we close the week. Um, <laughs> moving on uh, to, like, as we saw, like, as I guess it, it matches with exactly what's going on in the media, which is it, it began with, like, George Floyd and uh, protests popping up all over, coverage nonstop about the protests and the, the rioting, um, very little coverage of the police brutality at the protests. Yeah. Um, and then it, the narrative starts to shift to what does it actually mean to defund the police? And then it shifts to canceling people for racism. Yeah. Such as Barbara Fedida. Um, so they were talking about cancel culture on Thursday and Friday. Um, one of the things being regarding the movie Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Gone with the Wind. Actually, so it begins with this. Megan. <laughs> she tweets on Tuesday night. If they're like, I love how active Megan is on Twitter, but if there was ever a time to just reel it in a bit, like <laughs> obviously it would be the last couple of weeks, but no. Um, so she tweeted. I'm going to pitch the Gone with the Wind being pulled from HBO as a hot topic tomorrow in a since-deleted tweet. Um, I'm privileged to work with an Academy Award-winning actress, and I'm actually more interested in a discussion with her about it than on Twitter. Have a good night, everyone. And then an update. 
update. It will be a hot topic this morning. Stay tuned. Can't wait. <laughs> so lo and behold, it comes up as a hot topic. So uh, HBO, they pulled the movie, but they said it'll be back. They just pulled it to say, like, we need to, like, stop and think about what we, how we want to present it. Yeah. And I think it'll be put back with, like, a historical context uh, preamble. Yeah, which is great. I think that's completely what you should do. Yeah. Um, rather than completely pull it. Like, I think if you or just... just I mean, or just leave it up and act like nothing's happening. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think like to watch a movie like Gone the Gone with the Wind, uh, yeah. it's it's historical uh, in terms of like the way that time period was presented, but also like um, for Hollywood mostly, I guess, like for because it, yeah. it it shows you a lot about like how. Hollywood uh, <laughs> helps perpetuate this narrative of white supremacy. Yeah. And um, there's also Hattie McDaniel was, she won the Oscar, but like mm-hmm. she wasn't even allowed to sit with the white people. Yeah. It's like a whole thing. So I think I actually shouldn't be talking about it because I don't truly know all of the relevant things about it, but it's like, it's an important movie and it deserves a disclaimer. Like that's exactly what it's Yeah, about. like it's the same way that like oh, I wouldn't just on a Saturday afternoon turn on Birth of a Nation. Like fuck <laughs> no. And I think it's the same thing where it's like you watch that in your like film history class and you're given the context and there's a reason why you're watching it and it's not just for entertainment purposes. Yeah. But anyways, Megan thought they were going to have like this nice little light discussion about it Uh but Sunny was in no mood for it (laughs) so HBO Max announced that they're pulling Gone with the Wind until they can find a way to put it in historical context well we've had this discussion many times before Um, and you know my biggest concern right now isn't the availability of Gone with the Wind on HBO it's such a bunch of baloney I guess I should apologize that we're doing this topic because it was my doing I was on Twitter last night and it was a conversation that's been trending what I find interesting is that like someone like Megyn Kelly spent all morning um, you know tweeting about this I'd like to see that same energy from people on the right rather than talking about this issue talking about the voter that happened yesterday in Georgia, uh, talking about the 112,000 Americans that are still uh, dead from uh, COVID, uh, you know, discussing things like that rather than uh, putting Gone with the Wind in in, in context. I think this is much ado about nothing. I think this is a big distraction. Um, And again, it's a discussion that we've had so many times before. Maybe this seems like a trite uh, and stupid conversation to some of you, but I, I, I was interested in it, so it's my fault this is a topic today. Well. And, okay, you know what's wild is that when I was watching this clip, I realized that there's a segment from 2017 where they had this exact same conversation. Megan wasn't there. But they had the exact same conversation about, because I guess in 2017, there was a talk, there was talk of uh, movie theaters no longer playing Gone with the Wind. I mean, first of all, in 2017, who's playing Gone with the Wind? Like, (laughs) 
at the Cineplex. Like, anyway, I'm already lost. But yeah. Um. So there was like a debate o- over whether movie theaters should still be playing that movie, and so they had they've had this conversation, but just like without Megan. So it also makes sense that a lot of the other hosts were tired of talking about yeah. it. Sunny's literally like, I don't want to fucking talk about this. This is so fucking <laughs> stupid. We've talked about this before. I'm not interested. Yeah. Move on. Also because in 2017 when they spoke about it, Sunny was like the only one who was being like, is it really that big of a deal if we never see this movie again? Like, why is this a, why is it even a yeah. big thing? Like, it's a racist movie. Let's not play it. <laughs> And I feel like Megan was so thrown that she didn't even... Typically, Megan will dig her heels in and defend mm-hmm. anything. But she was like... She's like, honestly, like, I'm so sorry. I just, like, thought that <laughs> it'd be cool to hear what Whoopi thought yes. it. She, she literally something. said, I'm so sorry. And then she's like... She's like backpedaling and she's like, I I just thought because you were one of the first people after after this movie to... <laughs> one of the, the first black people after this movie to get an Oscar. And she literally repeatedly said, I'm so sorry, this is my fault. Yeah, which for that I kind of have to commend her for yeah. because she wasn't she was not being defensive. She was like, I I li- Own <laughs> literally <it>. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> which like, yeah, I think Megan could take some some more of that energy into this current discussion that we're having because she's gonna she needs to be really careful with what she says. They also had, like, they talked about on Friday cancel culture, like, more generally. And they referenced Stasi and the other people that were fired from Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. And, like, has cancel culture gone too far, I think is the question at hand. Ivanka had her speech to college grads scrapped. The TV series Live PD has been canceled and stars of Van Pump Rules were fired over racist tweets and lots of other folks are getting called out for their past actions. Sonny, you say <laughs> you feel this is a long time coming. I do because, you know, there should have always been zero tolerance for uh, racially insensitive behavior at work, racism at work, systemic racism, implicit bias, all of these things. So there's talk of like <laughs> um, all of these shows like uh, maybe like Blue Bloods or Law and Order or whatever, uh, like yeah. shows about cops. Oh, Cops. Cops. Is yeah. uh about them maybe getting canceled or whatever and talking about like is that too far well because because the show cops literally got canceled uh as in like the tv show got canceled it will no longer be made and the then the tv show live pd which i think is an a and e show it followed also got um canceled will no, no longer be made and with that one specifically there was an episode not that long ago where they actually caught on camera uh police brutality that ended with them killing a black man an unarmed black man on the show so that's why specifically people were like well if we're canceling cops we need to have this conversation about live pd yeah but what about paw patrol 
So, Megan, you think this could become a slippery slope if we're not careful? Yeah, I think you got to take it by a case-by-case basis, which is what I've been saying all week. There's a difference between, obviously, wanting the Confederate flag removed from NASCAR and then wanting Paw Patrol to be canceled. And I was actually one of these people that was disappointed that live... And Paw Patrol's a children's show uh, that has dogs yeah. in different... Yeah, you know, Whoopi, in different characters, one of the dogs is a police yeah. dog. It's actually a joke, but she said that there's talk of canceling Paw Patrol because they have a character on the show that is a yes. cop dog. No, but like it's a joke, but it's true. Like there is literally a conversation and or a conversation happening of them being like should we cancel it or not? Well, they don't need to cancel it, but they should maybe just rework the characters. <laughs> Make him but, um, be like an EMT or something. Yeah, like some of the other dogs I think are paramedics. Um <laughs> which by the way, it's a Canadian production. But Hear me out because I think like it it's okay to cancel that character or cancel Paw Patrol because it is pro cop and it's yeah like you have to like try to recognize the like really subtle ways that um like copaganda and white supremacy is reinforced and yes it's that's people are like it's a children's show but like that's exactly like why we should take a second look at those things yeah but um it's, it's like extremely difficult to find a tv show or a movie that doesn't involve cops you know and not until recently did i realize how overwhelming the amount of like cop yeah cent- centered movies there are until i was like literally trying to find a movie this weekend that didn't involve (laughs) a cop i recently rewatched six feet under the Uh show again and they have a character named keith who is a gay black cop and at one point he shoots someone on the job and kills them and Mm -hmm. it's like oh you really thought you did something there didn't you (laughs) Like, it was like I was watching it with fresh eyes. Yeah. I was just like, wow, you really think, like, you, like... Yeah. They really thought they, like, you know, turned it on its head. Yeah. Like, this is... Mama, this is garbage. Yeah. (laughs) I was literally watching The Invisible Man last night, that movie with um, Elizabeth um, Scientology. And, um... (laughs) And... (laughs) The whole premise like one of the main characters is this cop and it's so it just was in a way that i was like oh come like come on (laughs) it's just really um it really like brought into focus how much of the pop culture that we consume is like so just casually about police and contains so much police violence Anytime that you feel like people are becoming more uh, woke, for lack of a better term, Mm -hmm. all you have to do is direct your attention to the views, Facebook comments, and you'll see (laughs) just how many people... Just how much work there is to do. (laughs) Yeah. I decided to read some of them because I wanted to see what people had to say about Megan bringing up Paw Patrol, and it didn't disappoint. A lot of outrage. Um... Diane says, I think the cancellation of Paw Patrol is way too extreme. Hashtag gone too far. 
Charmaine. At least she didn't say hashtag gone with the wind. <laughs> Charmaine. I totally agree. Do not cancel Paw Patrol. I watched the animation show with my four-year-old nephew. It is educational for him. I pretend not to know what the rescue mission is for, and he explains it to me. <laughs> Seeing his facial expression lights up, light up makes me so happy. Please don't cancel Paw Patrol. It's like, okay, well then just don't make the lead dog a cop anymore. Tracy. Make him literally anything else. Tracy, I'd like to see any one of these ladies go out with the police and see exactly what it's really like out there. Wouldn't that be a show? <laughs> Referring to the ladies of The View. Oh my god. Like, yeah, that would be a show. I would love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Defund the police and replace them with the ladies of oh The View. Oh my god. <laughs> Give them a squad car. Shani, instead of going overboard and censoring, why don't we all just try to be better humans? Okay. <laughs> Annette. <laughs> Glad I purchased everything from Paw Patrol for my granddaughter already, since it will not be around much longer. This show is for young children who are still too young to form any opinions, even their parents' opinions forced on them, too. This has gone too far. Well, you kind of proved my point. Yeah, there. you kind of just spelled it out. <laughs> Deanne, way too far. Teach history. Don't sweep it under the rug. Shameful. Why not just consider us like N Korea, where everything is dictated? I weep for America. Imagine being like, I weep for Canada. <laughs> like Over something so stupid. <laughs> Like, no, but just in general, like, when do you ever hear someone being like, I weep for Canada? <laughs> Maybe if you're reading, like, a Rex Murphy, like, op-ed. Ashley Roberts. Ashley Roberts from the Pussycat Dolls? <laughs> she said, honestly, Paw Patrol, it's gone too far. It's like a kid's show. All three of my children have watched and loved this show. Of all the things going on in this world, people are putting their energy into canceling a children's show. It's just gone too far when that's where you want to put your energy. I want you to get back in the studio. <laughs> um, Wendy. So the color purple should be next, huh, Whoopi? Since it shows the mistreatment of black people? Personally, I think this cancel culture has gone too far. It's movies like this that teach right from wrong. I would say she's one of the people that was watching The Help last week oh on my Netflix. God. Helped make it go number one. <laughs> I wanted to say the only um, version of Gone with the Wind that should even be allowed to air on any tv or any movie theater is gone with the wind fabulous by kenya moore i knew that was coming <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. heard me start my anna navarro joke and you were like here we go <laughs> <laughs> uh patsy do not understand why live pd was canceled usually showed police being respectful <laughs> okay okay Sandra. Except for when the guy was killed, but okay. Oh, here we go. Wayne. I never thought of this in a racial context. Does the film Gone with the Wind encourage racism? I'm sorry. I need 
more input to decide. <laughs> well, that's that, yeah. Wayne. Yeah. You yeah. He's listening and learning. He's here. He hears you. <laughs> he hears you. <laughs> Um, Val, I never got a chance to see that movie. Hope I'll be able to see it before they get rid of it. I heard it was a great movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nicholas, I have seen some of it a long time ago, and it's not. Um, Nicholas. Is that your opinion or Nicholas's opinion? That was me. That was my opinion. <laughs> Nicholas's opinion is the same as mine, though. It says it was one of the worst films I've ever had the misfortune <laughs> to watch. It was pure BS. Um, when they interviewed Spike Lee about *The Five Bloods*, his new movie, um, Megan brought up the "Gone with the Wind" question again. She was like, "I had asked Whoopi this earlier this week, and now I'd like to ask you, as another Academy Award winner, what do you think about it being pulled or censored?" So, like, even though she apologized profusely, <laughs> she still didn't she get was her like, answer. Yeah, she still didn't get her answer. So she decided to ask another Academy Award winner. It's her, like, sociology project. <laughs> and for the record, <laughs> he said basically what we've already talked about, being like, you need the historical context, but I think it's important. And I show it in my class that I teach at university. Yeah. Last comment. Regina, we need to pull the view off the air. Too much hate comes from this show. Period. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't agree more, Regina. Uh I couldn't agree more. So if you would like to get in touch with us, please hit us up on social media at DejaTheViewPod. Uh, feel free to leave a rating and review on Apple. A good one. <laughs> um, so have a great day, everyone, and take a little time to enjoy Gabrielle Union in Bring It On. <laughs> Hit it, Abby. That's all, folks. See you later. John Huntsman, the real job creator. Joy, you feel we've been here before and you said it's given you uh, some deja vu. We're bringing husband-